Hello and welcome to the Over Under Sheavers, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm with your host, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, he just threw 16 pitches on a broken leg and feels bad it was a more his chase in waterfalls. Is that more impressive than the Bloody Sock game? Are you of the opinion that that was embellished with like like lamb's blood or something? Or do you think that was like authentically his like bloody ankle? I don't know. That guy's freaking crazy. I think we're all comfortable See, saying that's the that thing. at this point. In the moment, I was like, he's chill. That's super real, but now he's like a certified wackadoodle, and I'm like, I could see him faking. So now the question know? is more than a wackadoodle because he literally, maybe it was a hairline fracture. He literally had a broken leg. Now, can I just say credit to you because in our text thread you were like, "That broke his leg, <laughs> really? Like it was a, it was, <laughs> it was kind of like I'm doubting the professional athlete well, that he should have been that injured." Care to comment? Well, I, I didn't. I was saying more like I cannot believe that that broke his leg. Like it certainly hit hard, but hard it's enough true. to fracture it's a true. bone. Like you said, Charlie Morton on a suspectedly weird broken leg, uh, throwing only 16 pitches in a very condescending voice. You said Kurt Schilling and his bloody sock. Um, Can I add another one that you have to consider here? Knox McCoy in eighth grade, breaking his left wrist and continuing to play the entire season of middle school baseball. Like, which is more impressive to you? Morton. Okay. Okay. But it's close. (laughs) Like it was me kind of there, almost there. And let me just, let me just paint a picture here. Okay. I was leading not too far in third base. Guy jumps, lands on my wrist, breaks it, and I'm so mad because I'd you know been practicing and ready for the season that I keep playing, and uh, it's it's on my like infield wise, it's on my left wrist, so I can like I can field right. That's not a big deal. I'm not throwing. Uh, the problem was hitting, and I would always go up there like, what's this guy gonna do, right? He's got a cast on, but he's probably gonna swing away, right? He's probably gonna hit. Oh, he's bunting again. You had a cast on and kept playing. I had a cast on, but every time I hit, I just bunted every single time. Okay, this so is, the fourth time I was up, I'm loving this. Everyone was like, hmm, "What's happening?" <laughs> one time, I I wheeled back one handed and tried to uh, swing, oh you know, full gosh. blown, like full blast, and I hit like a dribbler to shortstop. But uh, you gotta keep him honest, you know what I mean? Gotta keep him honest. Gotta let him know what's up. So I'm hearing Ty. With Charlie Borden and Kurt Schilling, I'll take it. I think that's I think that's a good read on this situation. Did you become the king of bunts that season, or started button left-handed? Did, did you lead the league? Did a little right-handed? <laughs> I was doing all of it. I was like, whatever I got to do, to stay in this game because I'm not gonna not play baseball this season. So and you learned to bat left-handed and like did slap hits like Ichiro. Learn is doing a lot, but I'll take that. Yes, I did learn. <laughs> I did learn to bat left-handed. Right, <laughs> uh, as always, the overunder chief is a proud member of the podcast media group and the show, intending to consider news from the sports world through the prism of overs and unders. Again. We're not experts. We do this for entertainment. We do this for camaraderie. And we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, how we doing, man? What's good? I'm good. I'm good. We got uh, a little bit of a delay on getting started recording here. We don't have to go in specifics. Yeah. That's yeah, my we, fault. Hand that's up. okay. It's okay. We're not going to talk about like uh, IBS or lactose intolerance or dry- diarrhea. Allegedly, like, I've been doing really well lately. I've been doing really well lately. And then just right at recording time. Life's a dance you learn as you go, as uh, John Michael Montgomery told us. So we're just taking it a day at a time. Um, I'm feeling good about this episode. Was John like, Michael Montgomery in One Tree Hill? Um, Man, he should have been, honestly. He kind of had the look. <laughs> he did. There's a little bit Ch- Chad Michael Murray look to J- uh, John Michael Montgomery. Oh, Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like the, the, real, the real mainstream country, but not mainstream, but enough to like mainstream people listen to it, you know? Like it would be playing at like an Aeropostalet. You know, if you went to the that store in the mall, like you'd catch a little bit of Jamie M.M. in this situation. Were you a American Eagle, Aeropostalet, or Abercrombie guy? Okay, so you're asking me, Smooch, Mary Kill. American Eagle, Aeropostale, sure. Abercrombie. Um, man, okay, this is tough because I I probably, sensibility-wise, I align more with American Eagle, probably. You know, not hot correct. enough to wear Abercrombie. I'm glad, I'm glad you said it, not me. Thank but, you. Thank yep. you. Here's the wrinkle, Same with though. me. When we were first married, Ashley worked at American Eagle, and the manager told her that she was a MILF, um, and that really upset me a lot. <laughs> She wasn't even a mom. That didn't even make sense. And I was quibbling. I was like, that, Ashley, like, first of all, that's it. That's disrespectful and inappropriate. Second, that's just kind of stupid. You're not even a mom yet. So that's just a dumb thing to say. So I'm going to kill uh, American Eagle. Um, I'm going to smooch Abercrombie. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I've never been into one of those, but I'm going to marry Era Postale. I guess that's how that's going. What wow. about you? Uh, yeah, definitely going to marry American Eagle, smooch Abercrombie, and murder Era Postale. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever been inside a Hollister? That. Do you know what a holster is? Like, have you ever? Do you, so you don't even know what a holster is? Yeah, it's the California Abercrombie. Yeah, yeah, it's like the surfer's holster. Have you ever? Have you ever intentionally gone in there and be like, maybe there's a polo I can crush in here? I think I've probably been in one. I've never had a piece of uh, clothing from there. 
I think I tried shirts on one time and I was like, yeah, this is, I'm, I don't have the body. I don't have a California body. You know what I mean? It's just not going to work for me. So that's okay. So where were you and I getting our clothes from back then when everyone else was dressing from one of those four places? Gap. Well, oh, that's where I had. Most of my clothes were Gap. See, I, man, this has taken a trip I was not prepared to go down, but uh, I shopped exclusively <laughs> at thrift stores and I like to buy oh ironic uh, t-shirts. My favorite was a yeah, Tennessee Junior Miss uh, t-shirt I wore everywhere. So a little bit about me, you know, just like really crushing those high school years, I believe. So good for you. Doing good, doing good. Speaking of crushing, let's get to this first over under and let's talk about, uh, we're going to continue our ongoing series of NFL, uh, one good overreaction, one good underreaction, um, overreaction. Look, a lot of people on the internet are doing this, and I don't want to participate in this. I don't want to participate in patting myself on the back, myself on the back of talking about the Bengals and how they're for real and how everyone should take them seriously. Are you serious <laughs> right now? I did not know where that was going, and I'm looking at you, and I'm just like, okay, I think he's about to do a Patriots bit because I have a Patriots bit, but it's okay. No, it's okay. I just I- want to see how far I could go before you got mad. Uh, before <laughs> this keeps happening, this happened with the Raiders, and I didn't jump. At the right at the right time, but yeah, you, you had to you you had to try you had to attempt to take my credit for the Raiders. Sure. Yeah, I just want to see if I get away to with take it. My credit for the Bengals. Maybe you're not listening. You know, maybe you almost did. I was like, I was like, maybe I should just back him. Did he say something about the Bengals? And I just Bengals 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 is interesting. It's a whole different league. See. I- I don't know what I uh, never know what gaslighting means, but I'm always trying to like do it in 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 good humor, you know. Reverse. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I, again, I'm not sure exactly what gaslighting is, but I was trying to kind of gaslight you there. I guess I don't know. Maybe. Um, I appreciate but that. I do think you know we deserve credit because we talked about how we we uh, did time of death on the Chiefs, and then man, if they didn't you go did, out there and just lay the on. biggest egg. Hold on, give me credit for the Bengals and give yourself credit for the Chiefs. It's a team effort. It's a team effort, bro. But I will, I will like, I, I do want to thank the Chiefs for looking about as broken as they could look. And I do, um, you know, maybe we're going to talk about them a little bit. Like, should we bet on them next week? Um, I do think people are, are really underestimating how um, uh, decisively Pat Mahomes got concussed because everyone's like, well, we passed protocol. He'll be good to go. Um, I think his brain got scrambled. I don't know that he'll ever be the same taking that hit that he took. That was ridiculous. And what was it, the Super Bowl or um, I think it was the Super Bowl. Maybe it was the AFC Championship game. Remember that other hit he took where, where his head bounced off the ground? Yeah, it was Brown's playoff game. It was bad. Yeah, so that's two all of a sudden. That's, that's got to be two. Like, cause I'm with you. This one had to be one. Protocols or not, this one had to be a concussion. It was terrible. I just feel bad for him. So, I, yeah, I, I like that the Chiefs are dead. I, so this is a spicy one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I'm going to give you a package one, okay? I'm going to give you an AFC North package. Um, Bengals are going to be the number one AFC seed. Uh, number okay. one seed in the playoffs, and then Baker. Oh is my gosh! In the entire AFC, entire AFC. That's right. You heard me correctly. I told you it was spicy, my man. You know, it's not my fault. You okay. grabbed the hot Cheetos and didn't think about what was happening. Uh, and then Baker is not going to be the long term starter in Cleveland uh, next year. Not going to be it. Okay, that's that's also spicy. I'm going to give you credit real quick on the Chiefs thing. I think it is Andy Reid. Uh, I think that that's the time has run run its course because it's the entire team at this point. <laughs> yeah, he always manages to look like. The Hamburglar in a, a McDonald's commercial who's just been caught in mid-theft, you know? And he's just like, just stand still. Maybe they won't notice you. He just doesn't feel like he's all together this year. Do you remember he went to four straight NFC Championship games? That's right, with Donnie McSlab. That's incredible. He sure did. Yeah, he's a good coach. Right? He's Philadelphia. a very good coach. Yeah. And then when it fell off, it fell off. It fell off really bad. And I think they... They, 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 they could still win games in Philadelphia, but you could just tell the team just wasn't the same. Like, you know, they used all their mojo. And it was when they did, like, the sarcastic air quote super team, you know, uh, when they got, I think Javon Kirst, like, ended up there, and someone was like, this is a super team. And then it went bad, and I think he got fired a year later. And I wonder if he has a problem playing from in front. He has a, a problem being the top dog, you know, like the diligence. Because suddenly, instead of you going to the Patriots, and that's the biggest game of the year for you guys, now you're the Patriots and everybody who plays you, that's the biggest game of their year. And that's hard. That's a difficult task to take on. And there's just a sloppiness. I mean, we spotted it in the, in the uh, Washington football team game where they just look terrible and they've continued it. So um, bad stuff, but yeah, but Bengals number one seed okay. and then, and so, Baker, so, not the long-term starter. So let's talk about Bengals for a second here. Okay. Currently on this site that I'm on that has odds and mm-hmm. illegal betting state that I'm in, mm-hmm. Bills plus two fifty to win the AFC AFC okay. champion. Yeah, what 
So that's number one. What number in line do you think the Bengals are, and what do you think their odds are? I think they are third and fourth in line. And what did you say the Bills Bills were? Plus two fifty. I think the Bengals are seven hundred. They are eighth in line at plus fifteen hundred. Oh, do you know that's... who's directly behind them? Who? The Patriots. Do you know who's that... directly in front of them? The Raiders. I don't. I don't like that. I don't. These like are professional that. handicappers. I, I don't think they should be eighth, for the record. And no. plus 1,500 to win the AFC seems like pretty good value if we really like this team. Chargers are a little fluky. Browns are a little fluky. Raiders are fluky. Titans, f- fluky at best. The Chiefs are currently plus 550, no thank you, to win the AFC. This is kind of interesting with your, with your Bengals, and especially if there's value there. That'd be, that'd be kind of, should we ride that team? Well, don't tell Andre, because we're, we're a Bills podcast, but don't tell Andre. But maybe we just... Sprinkle a little on the Bengals, just you and I. See, huh? You know what's interesting is um, I like the idea because uh, you look at their schedule. The Bengals they don't play a great schedule, so they're gonna rack up wins, right? And they're gonna get a high seed. I like the idea of putting a long term bet, intending to cash that thing out. Not gonna ride that out. They're right. Just gonna cash it because that's the the thing I'm learning is I don't like having these. Like I had a Matt Corral Heisman and I just cashed it out <laughs> because of value, but also like, hey, this is like seventy dollars I can gamble with instead of waiting until December. You know what I mean? So like, give me. That oh, money. really? Let that's interesting. That's that. so interesting. Mm-hmm. If if only any any bet from your past would have um, netted us about four hundred extra dollars. Mistakes were made. Uh, I le- you know what? I'm always, learn from I'm, them. I'm looking forward. I'm learning. I'm learning every time. You, were, you know, what you I mean? were just telling before we started that, that you're you're a lifetime learner. I've, That's you right. Know, you've always said that about you. I love that about you. Now, what do you think about Baker? What All do you right. think about that? I don't know. You got to pay him. Do, okay, but do you? Was Case yes. Keenum that different from the Baker Mayfield experience? Because yeah, Case Keenum is not a three year solution. Baker? No, no he's not. He's exactly not. You don't need him off. to be. You can. I don't know what the Browns' uh, draft pick situation is, but I know they have some uh, in the bank, and I know they can get some. And I think I'd rather take my chances finding a guy than paying Baker thirty to thirty-five million dollars a year to give you what you know is not going to work. I think you don't go over thirty. I mean, you don't go to Mahomes. You don't level. You don't go to uh, Josh Allen level. That's around forty, right, Dak and. And Josh Allen are like 40 and Mahomes is like 50 billion, whatever his is. I think you go to like 27 or 30, maybe you go to 27, two years where you go to 33 years, but it's really a one year contract. And I think Baker takes it. I I think, how do you look at Kevin Stefanski? Um, a beautiful man, as we all agreed last week. And you look at that beard and you say, Hey, I'm giving you the best roster to win in the playoffs. And Baker Mayfield is your quarterback. I just don't think you can do that. I'm not, I'm not done with Baker. I'm not done with Baker. I'm not saying that yeah. he is the Browns' long-term option, but just like coach and quarterback, the second you want to give up on somebody that's mediocre in hopes that it gets better, it typically does not get better. And then now you're in purgatory. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's what, that's why I don't want to sign him to a five-year deal where he's getting paid $30 million and there's a lot of dead cap and stuff like that, you know? I don't either. Three years, $90 million, 30 guaranteed. You know what the 45 deciding- guaranteed, but you can cut him after one year. See, if it was me and I was Kevin Stefanski and Cleveland GM in a room and I was like, should we pay this guy or not? Like, let's look at the stats. Let's look at the analytics. Let's like really get in the nitty gritty of the numbers. I would bring up, hey, has anyone noticed that his wife looks like a cleaned up Marjorie Taylor Greene? Has anyone talked about that? <laughs> oh, <gosh laughs> and I think Kevin Stefanski would be like, you know, I've kind of been thinking that, but I didn't want to say anything. And I think that is probably the, the bridge too far. They're like, I just, has anyone seen Marjorie Taylor Greene and Baker Mayfield's wife in a room together at the same time? I, we might have a Miley Cyrus, like Hannah Montana situation or like a live and Maddie situation here. You know what I mean? So you got to watch out for that. <laughs> you know what Baker's team's going to say? Hmm. Baker's agents are going to say, you know, they gave Kirk Cousins three years, 90 million, the entire thing guaranteed, right? Yeah. That's We're right. asking for three years, 90 million, one and a half years guaranteed, something like that. Yeah, but they're like he wasn't married to a political scumbag and like a not to get political, Gosh, but like a like a like a political scumbag. Allegedly. <laughs> so that's where it's a, a little different. A doppelganger for one. She seems nice in the progressive. Class. She seems super nice. Marjorie Taylor Green does not, but Baker's wife does. But it's Correct. just a little suspicious, I would say. So yeah, I, think, I don't think, I think Marjorie. What's her green? Marjorie, whatever green. I don't think she's any progressive commercials, and she's I mean not. that in both ways. I hope she's not a listener. If you are, I mean, you know you're bad. <laughs> you know you suck, but like just you know don't. Try not to suck. So, all right, what you got? What are what are we gonna do with your Patriots? Your favorite team on the planet, the not New true. England Patriots. False, falsehood, incorrect. Not true. I don't like them. No. 
Putting up 54 on the Jets, I know the Jets are very bad. I'm very well aware. I'm not pretending like the Pats are a dynasty or anything like that. But the Giants putting 25-3 to on the Panthers and the Patriots putting 55-13 to on the Jets. Do we just wait for the Patriots and the Giants to play bad teams and then bet the spread? Uh, okay, I don't know about the Giants because they are super injured, but the Patriots are good bad team, right? They're going to beat the bad teams. They're going to give good teams a fight, but they're never going to win like the Cowboys. Um, and I think it's dependent on the matchup. You can like the Chargers this week. I'm not going anywhere near them, right? Because I don't think they're going to pull that out. And if they do, it'll be weird. Um, but when they play, I don't know the Dolphins again, or when they play, um, uh, like the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to ride them. I'm going to ride them uh, straight to hell. And I'm lucky we did last week because they man, they really paid that thing off. And the Colts are in that same kind of Patriots category of um, they're both three and four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And depending on the matchup, like didn't you just feel like San Francisco is not going to win? That's, that's just how I felt. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't bet because I. I didn't really bet on the Colts. I, we had a same game parlay with some different pieces, but not really a winner. Um, but I just. I did not think the Forty ers were really going to win. But it's the Colts this season, and it's Carson Wentz, and he's a freaking maniac, and you just don't know what you're going to get. And I think the maniac on the Patriot side is Bill Belichick, but like in a, you know, uh, in a Einstein type way. You, yeah. You just. You just don't know what he's cooking up. You know, and there's a lot of metrics that suggest he's gotten entirely too conservative, which I think was a little bit about what that Jets game was like. Like, they were working out some demons on themselves, you know? Um, I have come to realize I am a I'm a quarterbackist, you know? I, I'm really staring down these matchups. And I'm, the first question I'm asking is, like, does one team have a decent, competent quarterback and does the other team not? Well, then I'm probably going to skew my bet towards the one with a semi-competent quarterback. And Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. But he's better than like, you know, Wiener, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Trey Lance, or whatever the Niners have going on. So, I think sometimes we make it more complicated. But I think that's kind of what that was, especially in a monsoon game. You know, um, I had another one. I think so. I think this is something people are underreacting about, and I think um, I think it's that the Lions are like a a dog with a knife in its mouth. Okay, um, and when I say Ooh. that, what I mean is like they are not going to do something cool with that knife, you know? Like, you're not going to look up and, like, they threw it and it stabbed, like, your driver's license into the wall, but they're just reckless enough that you might get stabbed in the thigh and bleed out, and it's just, like, I just need them to settle down because what they were doing with the Rams, where it's like, hey, mother effers, guess what? Onside in every play, fake punt in every punt, going long, going Leroy Jenkins in this game, while I appreciated it. Leroy! I didn't appreciate it because they were a pivotal part of a big parlay we had, but um, I appreciate the recklessness of it. But I just like I just want everyone to know like you're gonna get a dogfight with the lions, and it might not be ugly or pretty, but they are they're going for your neck or your thigh every single game. Well, I can a uh, little spoiler for a future part of the episode here. Uh, lions will come up again. Okay, good. So we can talk we can talk a little bit more about them. That's good. That's good. Um, okay, let's go second over under. Um, and this is, we're going to say in the NFL here, and uh, we're approaching the NFL trade deadline. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if your Google alerts are set. Um, but I wanted to ask you, as the biggest fan of the Houston Texans in the known universe, nope. known galaxy. Nope, 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 <laughs> um, nope, nope. I wanted, obviously, Deshaun Watson is at the center of conversations right now. So I want to ask you, how many trades do the Texans make at the NFL trade deadline? I'm putting the over-under at zero and a half. So essentially... Will they make one trade? The bigger question, obviously, I want to get to is, what are we thinking about Deshaun Watson? But what do you think about that idea in general? Well, my friend, I've got some news, some breaking news as we record. Some breaking news? This has just occurred. Okay, so... (laughs) The Houston Texans are trading Mark Ingram back, 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 back to the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I think I kind of like that for... Honestly, I forgot he was there. I forgot he was on Houston, to be honest he's, with you. He's been playing well. Okay. I've, I've been keeping tabs on the box scores, but not much since then. And the Texans love to freaking trade. I'll, I'll tell do. you that right now. They already had three trades in August. They had a trade in September. I don't know if they're the most trading team, so don't anybody try to start that crap. But uh, they love to trade. I mean, and, and each year it, there's always another one and another one and another one. And so I'm definitely going the over. I, I think... I don't I don't know what's actually going on with this Watson situation. I can't imagine the Dolphins actually doing it. 
I can't imagine it, but I do think it's going to occur. So yeah, Mark Ingram, that's interesting. It's not really, but the real um, whale out there is Deshaun. And, you know, the buzz has been kicking up a little bit. I think it plays into the Texans and Deshaun Watson's favor that the uh, Carolina Panthers look like regurgitated dog food. Um, The Dolphins look absolutely horrific. Um, ah. I I keep hearing the Broncos are involved with either getting Tua or one of these like secondary like being a partner here and just being like hey we know Deshaun's not coming here but yeah. if one of these other quarterbacks Sam Darnold or Tua if you want to put that person we'll, we'll take that person over here in Denver see I call that the uh, um, uh, the camera person and threesome you know they're just they're just like filming <laughs> they're not getting to participate and i like broncos i don't know do why you regularly you would do that. call that that because that I actually mean, is a pretty good analogy it comes up sometimes i actually i had to uh, a long time ago a friend of mine who wrote a book like a legit book they hired me to kind of punch it up kind of you know try some spicy takes and funny stuff and that was one of my lines in there and he was like hey great line you you know i can't use that right <laughs> this is a christian book are you stupid <laughs> You know, you just got to sneak oh, them in that. see if people are paying attention. Um, but, yeah, so it, I think the the main players are the Dolphins, Panthers, Eagles, Broncos. And that's who the most people I've actually heard actionable intel about. Um, I mean, really what this comes down to, and this kind of uh, reflects the buzz, is are they going to know anything or is this going to be a blind? Like, the problem is the Texans are not coming off their price. But the the teams that are buying Deshaun are have no idea what they're going to be walking into. And by all accounts... I think the the conventional wisdom is Deshaun should settle um, with all his accusers um, and, and then take his suspension and like move on. Um, uh, n- not that that's like cool, you know, but like the, in terms of his business managers, that's probably what he's being advised. But um, from what I can read, um, none of the accusers are interested in settling. And that might be a negotiating tactic, you know, um, or they want to get this to trial and like see what happens. So the mystery of how this is going to play out is probably what's keeping something from happening already. Um, but I wanted to say, like, let's assume there's a quick resolution or the NFL gives guidance on like, here's what's going to go down and here's what you can know and, and make a decision about. We have those uh, five established teams, Dolphins, Panthers, Eagles, Broncos. I want to throw um, five surprise teams at you. And I want to see Ooh, who, who you're most interested. Five of them that I actually think okay. could be reasonably involved in this. Okay, and tell me the one that excites you the most. I actually might throw in a sixth one just to just see what you think. Okay, um, New Orleans. I think New Orleans could no. be interested. Okay, they're always interested nope. in good quarterbacks. And I think if anybody's yeah. watched the James experience, it's not great. You know, so I think they're they're they are going to be looking. Up it's an experience. Guys. You got to give them that. It is an experience. It is an experience. Uh, San Francisco. I think San Francisco could be in the mix. Nope. Took if Trey too, Lance took too high of too a draft well. pick. Yep. Yeah, Trey Lance. Right. Yep. Uh, Seattle, straight up trade. Russ, welcome to Houston. You're going to love it here. It only floods a couple times a year. I, I don't know if that's a trade deadline thing. That can't be a trade deadline thing. That, that could be in an offseason thing, and then Russ gets a buyout or figures out a different trade or something like that that just allows the Seahawks to get him moving. Sure. Uh, I, I cannot see that happening at the trade deadline. So so let's say let's go back to a soft maybe from a hard okay. maybe. Okay. Ready for these two? Uh AFC North yeah. uh, companions. Pittsburgh or Cleveland. Okay. I don't know how you pull it off in Pittsburgh, but I think that that's actually pretty interesting. I think it's very interesting. I think Mike Tomlin is a safe haven. I think the Steelers are a safe haven. I don't know if they're chill with like what he's done, you know, because I think the, no, um, they're not, it, it's a classy organization and stuff like that. They care about, um, like actually, you know, human beings and stuff like that. Eh, ben did, did some stuff too. So. That's true. But that was their guy. That was their guy when that happened. Yeah, that's true. And a bartender that Andre and I ran into in Georgia also backed up what, uh, Ben was doing right before we got there. What, like, how would my life be different if I walked in mid sexual harass with Ben Roethlisberger? You know what I mean? Like, what would that be like? I, I don't know. I honestly, it's a sliding doors. Moment. You'd be betting against him every week. I probably would. Spend. I mean, I kind of still am, so I don't know how that's different. Last one. <laughs> this is just a, this is just what well, I mean. Cleveland is interesting. Cleveland, no. It's interesting though. No. Okay. This last one is my favorite. And I think it, it okay. Hold work. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to go back to this because I can actually see Baker in a Texans uniform. Oh, 100 percent. I can see him. I can see. I can see you being all back in. And and like the rationale no, 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 is like, no, no, no. hey, Deshaun's gone. That palate nope. is cleansed. I'm all in on Baker. Nope. Let's go Texans. No, nope. That family in that front office is very strange. Disavow, disavow. Yeah. There's another thing this week. I'm not. I'm not bringing up that story. But there's another thing this week that that that's a no for me, dog. It's not great. They're not doing a great job. Last one. This is just <laughs> something I hope for. This is a big LOL for me. 
Um, but what I don't know Aaron Rodgers' contract situation. But what if Green Bay was like, oh, you want you want, you want to trade? Okay, welcome to Houston, bro. Welcome to Houston. Yeah, I like that one. I think that'd be hilarious. I think I really Aaron Rodgers is going to be a no trade clause on that one. But yeah. yeah, see, I don't know if he has one, but I do think he's like, look, I'll do fake Jeopardy before I go to Houston, just so you know, it's not happening. Don't you figure he's he's got to have one? Does you like how? How could Aaron Rodgers not have one? I think it's so ridiculous that Aaron Rodgers made State Farm do a commercial premise around him hosting a game show. It's like, bro, it's too thirsty. You need to back down. Okay. You weren't going to jump. I'm actually okay with that one. It's, it's the, it's the emo hippie guitar one that is the worst State Farm. Oh, see, I think I'm kind of into that one, actually. What? How? I'm kind of into that. Do you have an emo side? Uh, I did in college, a big dashboard guy, you know, big dashboard confessional, you know, um, <laughs> your hair is everywhere, stuff like that, but, uh, not anymore. I've retired that. I've moved on, you know, okay, okay. I've moved on. I'm, I'm a so you had one. All right. That makes sense. That it was there. Sense. The residue. You're always getting the residue of stuff like from the past. So I don't know. I just, I don't love that. I agree with you. I think it's not going to happen in the trade deadline. It will happen in the off season. We'll get close to resolution. So that's not a spicy yeah. hot take, but that's just what it is. Okay. Last over under, um, this is, uh, how many defensive players will be in New York City, even if they're having it in New York City. I don't know what they're doing with COVID. Uh, at the Heisman Trophy presentation this year, I'm setting the over-under at 0.5. What do you think about that? All right. So first of all, Jordan Davis has to go. Right? This is a Jordan Davis conversation. This is a Jordan Davis podcast, okay. I believe. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and doing it without Andre f- feels wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that Jordan Davis just has to go, right? Well, let Do me you see so, a world in which he doesn't make it there. Even even if he plays, uh, if he plateaus for the rest of the season, he is such a difference maker. He is so strong. He is not strong like strength. He's so good overall. Mm-hmm. I just cannot even imagine that he doesn't make it there. Um, well, he is currently the thirteenth uh, yeah. best odds to uh, go to New York. Uh, he's ninety nine hundred uh, plus ninety nine hundred. Uh, the top four: Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Mac Rowell. Kenny Pickett. Um, look, do I want him to be there? Yes. And I do actually, my case is this is the year to have it because Bryce Young has been fine. Uh, I have a, I have a Heisman futures bet on him. I'm waiting to run that up and max that out. I've maxed out the Matt Corral. He's been fine too. Not Heisman, you know, CJ Stroud. Uh, it's like Bryce Young. He's been fine. Kenny Pickett. Honestly, if he was in this podcast with us, I wouldn't know who he was, you know? So that's not really interesting (laughs) to me. Pick pick quarterback right yeah the pick quarterback but like whatever like you beat clemson congratulations that's amazing um i think this is jordan davis's year because um you can make a compelling case i I mean what it's always been is like best player on the best team gets to new york right and um i don't know if you could i mean there's a lot of good people on the on the georgia defensive line georgia defense i think jordan davis seems to be the the tip of the spear in that regard um but i wanted to ask you um over under uh, in the last, I think, 84-ish years of the Heisman Trophy uh, ceremony, over under eight defensive players have been finalists. Not winners, just finalists. Over. Um, it is Not under. Not by much. It is under, my friend. What? Yet uh, in 2012. Just making it? Just finalists? Just making it. It's act- The number is actually five. The number is five. There's only been five. Oh, my God. And how many of those won? I mean, uh, obviously. Only Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yeah. Only Charles Woodson. Oh, not a good look. You had Manti Teo in 2012, Charles Woodson in 97, yep. Hugh Green in 1980, uh, Dick Butkus in 1964, and Alex Karras in 1957. Clowney that's didn't it. make it that the Michigan hit year? No, he didn't. And that's like, I, I think the Heisman uh, committee, they either need to understand that defense is 50% of the game, you know? Um, and I know yes. defense plays as a unit, so you're not getting the isolation like you do on offense, but you either need to start including defensive players or the obvious situation is let's have a defensive Heisman. We have an offensive Heisman and a def- defensive Heisman. I'm all in. Like, let's, why wouldn't we do that? Let's start this. Because, I mean, we're talking about, you, you mentioned Jadavion Clowney. you got Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, David Pollock, Deion Sanders, Warren Sapp, Terrell Suggs, Reggie White, Roy Williams. None of these guys were even included in the conversation. And these are iconic players. It's ridiculous that only four have made it to New York. Not even one just actually made it to New York. That's crazy. And if you think about how good and solid Bryce Young has been this year, I mean, Matt Crowell was definitely kind of the, and, and your future bet um, certainly played out like this. Did you end up cashing that out? I don't recall. I did. I did cash that out. Yeah. Okay. At a good number. At a good number. I'm proud of you. Um, but Matt Crowell was certainly the sexy one. Like, if he keeps putting up numbers like this, it's going to be his to 
it's going to be his to lose, right? And then he kind of got hurt and he kind of, you know, but Bryce Young's been very consistent. Not sexy. And you not know splashy. Who's been, not sexy, not splashy. But do you know who's been just as consistent but having a bigger impact on the overall game and absolutely shutting down teams? Mr. Davis. I think what he needs is this weekend against Florida. Caleb Williams, the quarterback for Oklahoma that, that just came in two weeks ago. He's like played two and a half games. better odds right now. Uh, it, that's the, the bias the, between the, offensive and defensive players. That's, and I think that's insane. It's insane. And so I, I think what we need is like Jordan Davis, two and a half sacks, um, like a fumble recovery and an interception return for a touchdown in floor, like in prime time, you know, the cocktail yeah. party, something like that, where it's like, Oh, big fella. Like we can't deny this guy anymore. But, but if it's ever going to happen, it's a year like this where there's not an obvious person at the top. Um, and I think he could sneak in if he has like the right combination of, of big games. He needs those stats or he needs that Jadavian Clowney, Michigan signature play that you yeah. just cannot get out of your head. And it's got to come at, it's got to come in this Florida game or it's yeah. got to come in the sec championship game against Alabama, right? Like yeah. he has, like you said, multiple sacks or this or that, where he has one big strip sack in a key moment against Bryce young. And then it's like, how are you going to say that guy's better than that guy? Right. It's, I mean, I think it's just to get him there to New York. So I'm, I'm over because I, I, I do think he will make it to New York because I want him to. And he has yeah. to, I I'm with you. I will ride that as well. I think this, what we need, I think it has to be this weekend. I think it has to be, he like, um, picks up Anthony the Florida Richardson. Game? Yeah. I think it has to be the Florida yeah. game. He has to pick up Anthony Richardson, like Bane picked up Batman break his back in front of Dan Mullen and Dan Mullen pisses his pants. It's got to be some combination <laughs> of like, not just like something crazy happening, but like the, the situation around it being crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? And then kisses Dan Mullen's wife. Like, yeah. She kisses and it's all like, the other players. I don't know what this means, but I think he's winning the Heisman. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to find out. All right, and now we're going to welcome in our good friend, uh, Andre36. Before we do that, I want to talk to you guys. So obviously, if you're listening, you may or may not be on our newsletter list. If you're not, I urge you to go do that. It's over underachievers.substack.com. Uh, we sent out a little message and just asked for some feedback, and a lot of you guys replied and said, hey, a couple things we want. We want show notes uh, of the episode. We want you to post that and send it to us, but also we want the freaking gambling goods. We want to know what you're doing, how you're doing, how much money you're making, how much money you're losing, stuff like that. Um, so we are thinking, we're trying to be creative. We're thinking about how to remedy that and how to meet that need. Um, in the meantime, what we're going to do is um, uh, we have been, and when I say we, I mean really Andre and Jason have been putting our bets on social media on Twitter and like letting you guys see that and follow along. What we're going to try is we're going to put those bets on the thread uh, at the overunderachievers.substack.com. Um, so you guys can chime in and be like, that's a trash bet. I can't wait to watch you lose money or here's what I'm betting on or man, uh, can't believe you guys won that or stuff like that. Just like facilitate conversation, have a cool, safe space, talk about sports, whatever like that. We're going to try that out for a little bit. We're also going to do show notes on Fridays. Um, so you'll know episodes came out and stuff like that. And when I say show notes, it's going to be like, here's the episode and here's what we talked about. It's not going to be robust. Don't get your hopes up. We're just not going to do that, okay? We're all adults here. You don't need your handheld, and you don't need, like, I just pre-tell you what we're going to talk about. Just listen to the episode. So, and hey, as soon as, as, as they start Keep opening up their wallets, we can uh, we, we can start holding hands. You know what I mean? We'll see. And, everything's uh, different with money, right? Everything yeah, can be finessed and massaged with money. Get, so. If these bets get paid for, we will uh, make better show notes. That's right. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? You guys tell us. You guys let us know. So uh, all that said, without further ado... Andre, how are we doing tonight, man? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. As we uh, record tonight, it's hard to believe the Braves are actually in the World Series. Uh, game two is not going as planned, uh, but game one <laughs> uh, was a big win, so that's exciting. The dogs are heading to Jacksonville as the number one team in the land, so let's uh, let's go. It's a it's a big Georgia uh, uh, big Georgia moment, right? It's feeling good. Um, everything's going coming up, Georgia. I Jason, I just had a conversation about what it would take to get Jordan Davis to New York for the Heisman Trophy uh, ceremony. Here's what I think: if this happens on Saturday, he will be invited. Um, he snaps Anthony Richards back in front of the Ford sideline. Dan, uh, Dan Mullen pisses his pants when he sees it. Instant ticket to New York. Do you agree or disagree with that? That is a fact. I will drive the car or fly the plane for him people are saying that's actually on your vision board like that has been on your vision board all yes. year too so no i think it's one of those things too that he only plays like 35 percent of the snaps so i think there's that's all he needs to play to have an impact exactly right but if he plays 50 percent, he has that many more opportunities i think also he and jalen carter line up in a goal line 
sort of fullback situation when Georgia yes. goes big jumbo. If he gets a touchdown, two okay. touchdowns, now we're talking. Two touchdowns and a damn well in piss pants. I mean, come on, game over. Don't yeah. even vote. It's Give over. It what up? <laughs> um, any any fear, any trepidation, Andre, uh, about this weekend with the uh, – this is all – you know, it's one of those weird throw-at-the-records matchups. You know, could get a little – I feel like Anthony Richardson is going to get a little more play. This is uh, – it's just one of those dangerous wounded animal games. Are you are you worried about this? Yeah, that and with a, a week off to prepare. Um, you kind of saw Kentucky throw the playbook. They were doing all sorts of, like, screens and kind of these little wheel route type situations. And I can very much see Dan Mullen and, and folks trying to emulate some of those things. But, yeah, a lot of good Georgia teams have lost to not very good Florida teams and vice versa. Jacksonville is just kind of a, a weird place. And uh, the defense travels, um, so I, I like their chances. You know, and Spencer Hall had a really interesting breakdown of how uh, in real time good Georgia is because they, he had highlighted a couple drives where Kentucky was, like, doing really weird stuff and making the Georgia defense see things they haven't seen before. Very next drive, they were ready for it, and they adjusted on the fly, which is not what you expect out of a Georgia defense. I can't tell if Mark Stoops was like, I'm going to try to win this game, or if he's like the middle-aged guy out on his lawn doing nunchucks, and he's like, LSU, you freaking see this? Holy crap. This is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? USC, you looking? Like, I, I don't think he thought he was winning that game, but he's just trying to show off a little bit. His... You know? 15 play 11 minute drive to end the game where they made no effort to do anything but cover the spread uh told me all I it was ridiculous know that he was convinced with just we had a good showing we're fine let's go that was preposterous <laughs> i was so i had no money riding on it but i was so upset about that choice it was ridiculous um okay so let's transition let's go to uh surrender cobras of the week i will lead off i mentioned this in the podcast episode um it is the godforsaken place that people call Penn State. I hate them so much. I hate their guts. I hate them because I mentioned this on the show. I would have been a nice, perfect 10-0 on all of my bets um, if they had just won. Not even covered. I had them in a gigantic weirdo money line, and they were minus 2,400 to win, and they just couldn't manage to uh, uh, put together any kind of offensive competency, and I hate them so much. I will hate them forever, and I'm just like really still kind of upset about it. As you should be. Do you know how many yards passing Illinois had last Saturday? I am going to guess 38. Wow. Jason? Uh, the second quarterback had zero passing yards and zero touchdowns because he came in for all two-point conversions, and those don't count for stats. 39 is correct. They had oh, 39, 39, 39, 39 yards. I was trying to be annoying and rude because it couldn't possibly be 38, but it actually that this is a testimony to how stupid that game was. I'm so upset about it. It was a tough watch. Those overtimes were a tough watch. Hey, just quick suggestion. Um, let's just still make the teams walk the entire length of the field to run a 12-second <laughs> That was the play. craziest part. That's right. I didn't honestly. I didn't know we did the two point conversions. I was not I didn't aware of that. I was blown away. At one <laughs> okay, point, I saw they. How have they not scored in six overtimes? What's the Nick Cage movie that's about a snuff film? Is it eight millimeter? That's yes. what that game felt like. Was like I don't yes. need to watch this, but I deserve to watch this. I, I I need to punish myself and watch Illinois and Sean Clifton ground ball throws from the three yard line. What are you talking about? It's ridiculous. It was not they good, but, be it, but it was the chaos was fun. Uh, no, I mean, stop I, it. Yeah. You're not going to do this. You're not allowed you, to do it this. It made right you now. feel, and you're just trying to do a James Franklin bit by only saying uh, Penn State and not actually saying James Franklin. Joke's on you. I haven't even said his name once. I haven't even I said <laughs> that. <laughs> Joke's on you. I called out exactly what you're doing. Listen, it was kind of weird this week that he was like, hey, you know, tough loss, but we're on to Illinois. And it's like, hey, James, didn't you already play them? Man, are you focused right now? Are you doing this? I think his back-to-back comments, and not literally, were, we're not distracted, we're on to Illinois. Um, so you yeah. do seem distracted because you just paid, played nine overtime games against Illinois. He also referenced Ohio's... He referenced Ohio State's home field as the big house. Oh, yeah, great. Not, but, Love but not distracted. Not distracted. Guys, this guy's putting down roots. You know, he's going to be here for a long time. I just think whenever you change agents, you know, in the middle of a season, I feel like yeah. that shows your focus is in the right place. Like, you're really... And when you go to I mean, Jimmy look, Sexton, you're putting all your chips and saying, <laughs> come pay me because that guy gets... That's right. His, and, his but you know what else? You, you, can't, you can't blame uh, uh, the quarterback for... for you know, skipping balls across the ground and say that it was a distraction for James Franklin. Those were just really, really, really bad throws. And there was a lot of bad play going on. 
Can we just disconnect that from James Franklin a little bit? Well, as the head coach, I do feel like the buck stops with him a little bit. And after nine overtime, I think one one successive offensive play in the nine overtimes, I just feel like that's not going to be on his highlight clip that he shows USC, where he's like, hey, do you want to see me like run my head into a wall nine straight times in an overtime game in Godforsaken, in Happy Valley against Godforsaken, Illinois? Well, I'm the guy for you. Let's go. Well, Let's well maybe, maybe he spins it and says, look how distracted me and my players were because mm. all we could think about was me going to USC. Okay, now we're on to something. I like that, actually. <laughs> He's like, God, did you see how bad that Spin was? I, was? I wasn't even trying and we got them to nine overtimes isn't Every that crazy time my so quarterback you and, and, and the team and the, <laughs> the offense came to talk to me i just kept chanting usc usc <laughs> and they were it's like pissed. jimmy franklin's red rocket was so out for usc <laughs> oh that gosh. i didn't even i didn't even game plan and we almost won okay so that's what's that's what Speaking that's of I, I actually like that jason so that's pretty good all right andre what's your surrender code for the week my surrender code for this week is going to hit home a little bit to the over underachievers. So this week it is the one, the only Jason Waterfalls and his okay. weekend betting betting strategy. So if you follow us on Twitter at <laughs> OU Achievers, we have the past two weeks come up with a triple digit NFL bet. That's right. Which puts, uh, we take a lot of consideration, a lot of thought goes into it, a lot of back and forth. We come to a consensus. That's the bet. Week one was a two team tease that hit easily. We actually didn't even need the tease. Uh, both teams would have covered. Uh, week two, which would be in this past week, we had a five team money line parlay mm-hmm. that we all felt very good about. Bets placed. But. Jason added a sixth team. And for Jason, that sixth, a sixth team, favorite, a sixth favorite at home. That six team lost. So he did not get to enjoy the winnings that Knox and I got to enjoy. He also went, That's right. uh, I believe, one and nine on Saturday. So all in all in all, not a, not a good weekend. So Jason, please uh, explain your betting strategy and uh, thoughts behind going rogue against your fellow pod mates. I, uh, hand up. Knox called me out yeah. as well. Make sure we talk things out in the thread. We don't go rogue. Okay. So yeah. I took my, Listen, I took my I think lashing there. We're going we're gonna to call this the Star-Lord uh, approach, which <laughs> is like in Endgame, when they're, we've got Thanos, we're about to kill him, and everything's going to be super chill. And Star-Lord's like, I'm mad about Gamora. I'm going to let you loose so you can snap the whole universe. That's what you did when you put your trust in the Ravens, even though explicitly said, we're not going to do that. We are not collectively uh, doing that this week. I didn't know that my bangles were going to actually prove me right. By costing yeah. me a, like one hundred and thirty dollars, okay. So, so to that, be to be honest with you, the fact that you did that, I believed in the Bengals. I put them in a uh, uh, underdog parlay. I know. Um, I know. I feel like I'm a seat in front of you on the on the Bengals bus now. I feel like that's fair. It's Joe Burrow, me. I called Hump between him and Jamar Chase, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's good. It's correct, good. and I'm in the back supporting them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the accountability. I did go one and nine. What was the win? Let's talk about the win. What was the win? I have no clue. It was a so random, dark. like, over, a teaser over <laughs> that we put together some nonsense. <laughs> some nonsense. Did you bet the like, Ole Miss under, like I told you to? Uh, I don't think I did. <laughs> I made the I just, money like, back. Are you good? Guys. Are you are you good? Are you making good decisions, Jason? This is an intervention. We're not. I'm not even recording. I haven't even hit recording. Are you good? That's what we're asking. My nose is literally bleeding. Um. <laughs> You're having dollaria, your nose is bleeding, you're one in nine. Like just just talk to us, man. What are you like are you changing your strategy? Or are you like shoot or shoot and I'm just gonna keep going? I had a bad day and you don't yeah. just change everything about yourself because you had one bad day. I made the money back on Sunday and uh-huh. we're gonna be we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. I like it. I, like I appreciate the accountability. I think that that yep. is definitely a surrender cobra. One and nine okay. on that slate when you all were going you all were zigging. And I was yeah. definitely zagging, okay? Yeah. And, and okay. we learned a lesson. So we're going to do half zigs and half zags occasionally. We're not going to do full zags, okay? Sure. I will yeah, run I'm around. Good. baby. We're going yeah. deep. Go routes every time. We're living, we're laughing, we're loving, we're go routing every single weekend. That's how we get down. Let me get to my sur- Surrender Cobra. Mine is not going to be an attack on one of my closest friends like Andre would do. Mine's going to be Geno yeah. Smith, okay? Okay. That was absolutely terrible. A, to okay. watch, and B, it, it 167 yards. I don't care about the conditions because James Winston had 222 yards, and his longest throw was 31 yards. 
Geno Smith had 167 yards, and one play was over half of that. One play to sure. DK Metcalf was 84 yards. That's barely over half numbers. He was 12 for 22 for 167 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Not bad. But that is absolutely horrible. It looked horrible. The end result result was horrible. And so I've just surrendered Cobra to Geno Smith. It, can, it, it, that's not going to help him. Can Pete Carroll get a little piece of that surrender Cobra? Because the game plan, he was yeah. putting him in those situations where they hit DK Metcalf on that long throw the first play and then he didn't see but like one other one other target the rest of the game they were just content with running like travis homer and alex collins straight up the middle you mean the bears next uh head coach pete carroll what if he went back to usc he's not he's not going back to usc <laughs> he's not but that's interesting but mike tomlin oh, yeah. definitely is not going to usc so don't <laughs> yeah, ask clear. him about it that's clear it's now. tough I appreciate that though. Never say never, but look at me. F you never. So I said I no like booster could write a blank check big enough. I'm like, buddy, I get can't tell you they could. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking about two of the wrong schools of LSU and, and USC. <laughs> Somebody definitely can, man. But I think Jason, I think you're right because I think Gino, um, he looked great when he replaced Russ and they obviously didn't have a game plan for Gino. It was just like, Hey, here's a Russ game plan. Let's cook. I thought he looked really good. Like that last pick he threw, I forget which game it was. It was the Monday or Sunday night game. That last pick he threw, that wasn't his fault. That was the guy fell down. He was really doing well. And then this game against Saints, it felt like they were, they went back to like the Brian Schottenheimer up the middle special. No, like no really interesting or exotic uh, uh, route trees or anything like that. It makes me sad because I think he could actually be a competent quarterback, but I don't think Seattle is going to let him do that. I totally agree with everything you said. I don't think you're giving him a little bit too much credit for this game because you're Mm-hmm. thinking about that last game where i totally agree with you but he, he just he was making very bad decisions he just was that was just a tough game all the way around just tough to watch it was i was glad i was uh man i was in a stupid hotel i was in a hyatt place in birmingham because we had to film some stuff for the podcast and uh the, the hotel didn't carry espn2 they just didn't do it they had basic they cable without espn2 they basically kept without ESPN2, and they would block me because I always travel with a Roku because I'm like, this is going to be stupid, and they wouldn't let me uh, insert my Roku into the TV, so they blocked it off. They Do you remember when we off. used to travel, and we used to take our Xboxes with us, and we would just absolutely des- destroy hotel room TV connections? Like, I had, I brought my, I'd bring my tools with me and, like, unlock the lock thing and then just get the Xbox hooked up and then just leave it for housekeeping to deal with well, one year, 100%. Knox and I and two others went out to the College World Series, and we straight up bought a TV from Target, <laughs> brought it to the hotel for the week, and then took it back and got a, That's got right. a refund. That's what's up. I was I was deep in my evangelical phase because I told the, the child who checked us out at Target, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about getting this for my sister, so I might bring this back, knowing I was not getting it for my sister, but feeling really guilty about how I was abusing the system. And he was like, I, I don't care. Please go away. So... Yeah, that was when Scott almost got arrested for streaking. But it's neither here allegedly. nor there. It's a, yeah, allegedly. We, we don't know. Um, okay, so overs. All right, Andre, what you got? For over this week in Jacksonville, we are going to see over three and a half quarterbacks playing in the game on Saturday. Oh, it's It's truly fascinating because if you're a Florida fan, you have either Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson. Uh, Dan Mullen has been pretty uh, – Close to the vest on who they expect to start and or play the most, but any sort of track record that you've seen LSU last or two weeks ago, uh, Alabama, they've both played. Hell, they both had two interceptions against LSU. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because neither one of them is a particular good passer. They both want to kind of tuck it and run, which I think yeah. is not what you want to try to do against Georgia in that front yeah, seven. That's going to work great. Uh, not ideal. <laughs> Yeah, and so then, you know, it'll be interesting to see can can Florida run the ball like they did against Alabama and then can Florida stop the run unlike they did against LSU. Because on the other side of the ball... No, it feels like a bunch of no's, to be honest with you. It 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 feels like a bunch of no's. And on the other side of the ball, you're going to have a healthy JT Daniel for for the first time since uh, Vanderbilt um, and Stetson Bennett, who's kind of shouldered the load uh, as the quarterback and has gone down to Auburn and has beaten a Kentucky team and... You know, both are prepping to be the starter and both very much expect to play on Saturday. So you're going to see four quarterbacks playing on Saturday. Who do you want to play for Georgia? I mean, JT Daniel won the job in the offseason for a reason. Okay. He's the better quarterback. I think Stetson Bennett's harder to Is prepare he? for because he brings the running aspect where he can tuck mm-hmm. it and, and get 10, 12 yards when he needs to. Um, I think that offense looks better with Bennett on the field. Yeah, because if you, if you look at these sort of the advanced stats on passing, 
Bennett's downfield passing is like top five in the country. Um, so it, it's yeah, hard I want to see JT of, not against Clemson, not against like a full strength Clemson defense, you know, to see what it is. Um, but if it's it's one of those things, it's like if it's even, just stick with Stetson, you know, yeah, because like, like don't, don't screw do it up. Wanna, do you want to disturb the apple card? I mean, you've got a kind of a good thing going. Yeah. Um, so it'll be it'll be kind of fascinating to to see what happens. But all sort of signs point from practice this week that JT's getting majority of the ones and is he's likely to start on Saturday, but you're definitely going to see Stetson as well. Okay. So over three and a half quarterbacks and over zero and a half, uh, piss and pants. So I like that. That's going to be a great game. I'm excited about I'm that. I'm taking the over on both. <laughs> I am too slamming the over on both. Uh, Jason, what you got for the over? All right. Since we're a podcast that, yeah, we, we have accountability, but we do it nice. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't ever mm-hmm. threaten each other. Thank you. Or Thank you. I agree. Or ask each other, do you want to do this? So my over this week is going to be Andre because the amount of times that I've said in my head or had people that listen text me the quote that Andre said, you're making us look poor. I need a free, I need a freaking shirt because it has been in my head over and over and over again. And I know that the bear thing keeps coming up for me and you know, Knox's obsession with Lane Kiffin keeps coming up over and over for him. But I think Andre you say obsession, has, I say appreciation. That's what that is. That's just respect, right? Yeah. I think Andre now has two. He's got gentlemen, which is absolutely McConaughey esque, just genuine <laughs> sexiness. And now he's got you're making us look poor. And I just cannot get it out of my head. And I just want to say kudos to a friend because I wanted to be supportive of like the three of yeah. us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. believe in each uh-huh. other. Uh huh. You know, build, build each other up. Hey, we really so, appreciate yeah. That. Tell yeah. each so other when we're being reckless and kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Exactly. And we're saying the same thing. Up. That's what we do. Um, any anything else you guys want to talk about before we go cameo? No, I think you know, just like I, I think we should move to cameo. I do believe that the people that were the most positive during this are going to like reap the rewards and just see that positive vibes come back their way for potentially uh-huh. another cameo closest to the pin win. So I'm just excited uh-huh. that we could all three of us go to the to this zone together. All right, so we're going to do a uh, brave special here uh, because they are in the World Series to celebrate them. We're going to do a we're going to do a double cameo close to the pin. We're going to do a combo. Um, okay, so let's go. So Terry Pendleton, Greg Maddox. Let's start with TP. Okay. Um, I'm writing mine on my hand. What jersey number was he? I want to say nine. No, nine feels right. Six kind of felt right too. Terry yeah. Pendleton. Is this another bet? Weirdo. Like, are we counting this? The winner? <laughs> no. He he was another he was number nine so I'll take that W I'll take that yeah. I'm kidding I won't take that but it, but, it was, but it was impressive you did win it you, you didn't back. win it for these say stats it back. say it back to me that was impressive say it, it that was impressive say it, you say that you just got done say saying it. how yeah it was very impressive how same. you got done thank you, you I know I was like yeah I've, as a fourteen year I have a good recall um, okay Terry Pendleton came close to the pin uh, Andre what you got ninety ninety dollars uh, Jason has ninety dollars. I have hundred dollars. Pendleton is seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars. So that's a tie. That is a tie. Okay. Um, tie off. Should we do? We've already done Fred McGriff. Let's do Tom Glavin. I will. So just to give you guys um, some context, Tom Glavin looks a little bit like uh, Roger Sterling from Mad Men. Yeah, he does. Um, l- lot of uh, beachfront property in the background angles. Um, Silver Fox, big collars. You know, big collars going on, some eyeglasses in some, uh, not in others. Um, give me, uh, Jason, what is your number for uh, hold on. Tom Glavin? I've not, I've not written it down yet. Don't show Andre. That's okay. I'm, I'm stalling. A, a left-handed pitcher who topped out at 82 miles an hour, but he always knew where the outside <laughs> corner was and managed to win the Cy Young. There's no way he would live in the, in the MLB today. All right, Jason, what you got? I'm seeing Glavin, $90. Andre, Glavin, one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow! So we oh, have a, we have wow. a split here. Uh, the winner of this one, Andre's going to take this. It's one twenty-five. Tom Glavin is ah, one twenty-five. I was about to write a hundred. I didn't cash right. that. It is currently eleven, eleven to seven. All right, so we're tied. Now we're going Greg Maddox, Gregory, Full Mad team Dog play. Maddox. All three, all three back in. Okay, you know what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm I'm thinking my strategy here. My strategy's obviously not working, so I got to get I got to get I got to differentiate my strategy. Uh, Jason, what you got? Jason as 150 for Greg Maddox. Andre Andre is 
150. What is that? 150 as well? Okay, yep. I am. Andre and I are in lockstep. 250? Yeah, you That could win. 250. That could win. I'm, I'm 220, thinking. I'm always, 225 is where my mind first went, and I go, and I just thought, that's ridiculous. I think, yeah, he's more than Glavin, but I, don't, I couldn't get, get him to 200. Here's what I got. Greg Maddox is an introvert, and he doesn't want to be bothered with these, mm-hmm. but if he does, he's going to get paid for it. And also, I just feel like I'm always at 75 or 100, and I'm never winning. So right. I either have to go to 40 or to like 650. So I'm feeling a little self-conscious, to be honest with you guys. You're doing uh, great, Greg man. Maddox. You're doing great. There were a couple of DMs that were like really questioning how much you're cheating or if you're on steroids or anything, but I, just, I shut those down okay. immediately. Thank so you. He's, playing, Thank he's you. playing a fair game. He caught back up a little bit, and then Andre yeah. just went on a run, and that got weird. But you're, you're doing like, great. jokes on you. He's on reverse steroids. He's trying to be bad. <laughs> he's intentionally trying to be bad. Uh, Greg Maddox is two hundred dollars. So We're that is a, a three-way tie. Oh, three-way tie. It's a three-way tie. Oh, <laughs> Hashtag math. Congratulations. So should we go Smoltz? Johnny Smoltz? While we're here. Yeah, while we're here. John Smoltz. <laughs> Who's the fourth okay. pitcher we're missing? Steve Avery. Steve Avery. Greg that Max, guy's John no Smoltz. way. There's no chance Steve Avery's on Cameo. Should we get dirty and go Kevin Millwood? You want to do Kevin Millwood? <laughs> no, let's do Smoltz. He's on the broadcast. Right. I mean, the correct answer is John Rocker. Yeah. Oh. Is John Rocker dead? Dead or alive, John Rocker? Oof, really quick. Gosh. Not for a point, but no, just, no, I just for life. Very yeah. racistly alive. John Rocker is... He's alive. He's alive. He is alive. He's probably got a McHugh Dog website that he's just... John Rocker is 100% QAnon. That is just a fact <laughs> of life. <laughs> Big Q Dog. <laughs> okay. Big upset that John Rocker is not on uh, Cameo, but we're, so we're go, we'll persist with John Smoltz. All right, Andre, what you got? I see... 200 200 <laughs> yep. for john Smoltz. nailed it nailed it got you in his head s- oh you said 200 as well yeah okay 151 son of a b word it's 200 on the nose 200 on the nose okay. it's 200 on the nose another one i would if Five. listen if <laughs> i was one of y'all i would probably allege some cheating at this point i think i, I that would be what i would hear probably i'm not saying i'm saying that i would say let's get a steroid test going. you know what i mean <laughs> Who are you steroid testing? Both of you. Do you see that? On the nose? Are you kidding me? What Miles Garrett said every time he wears no sleeves under his pads, he gets steroid tested. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. God, that's what I'm seeing right now. I will say John Smoltz is in front of a a fire pit and looks like a guest house um, and a real manicured lawn. So he's looking. Is it a, he's looking is it a solo stove? Because I noticed that Andre does not have a solo stove. So we were it's thinking on the Christmas about list. Up, okay, we're thinking about up in the budget so we can get him one. But yeah, he, needs he a is solo doing stove. a lot of cameos with his jersey framed in the background behind him. So you can. It's like, hey, I'm John Smoltz, and there's my jersey. And I just want to say credit to Jason because Jason's playing injured. He's got some tissue stuffed up his nose because he is bleeding. <laughs> I told uh, you out earlier, of an I started a bloody nose when so, you all started to just absolutely accountability hey me. Hey, buddy, this is your bloody sock game. This is your Kurt Schilling game right now. So good for you. Should we do Kurt oh. Schilling? Should What's we do Kurt Charlie, Schilling? Charlie Morton? This is my Charlie Morton game. Uh, do you want to do Ryan Klesko? Do Brian Jordan. Oh, Brian Jordan. Brian Jordan in the building. Okay. All right. So uh, double tiebreaker. Anything about Brian Jordan. Do you, was, you know what he looks like? He's a beefy dude. Big he's like muscular. He's a four-man uh, Dion. He played both football and baseball. I feel like he does like the Braves pregame or like radio call or something. Like he's on he's on like the Braves payroll right now. Yeah, he does a pre he does pregame and postgame. What's his jersey number? Ooh, I feel like he's man. My first impulse was thirty three. Yeah, yeah, thirty four. It was thirty three. It was thirty three. Um, okay, who's ready? Jason, let me see it. Uh, is that seventy five? It is. Andre oh seventy five. Wow. <laughs> I, I, can't I don't know how you edit this segment up, but God's, God's be to you for editing this segment. You know what's super annoying? I'm reliving Penn State, <laughs> Illinois here. That's what this is. This isn't even a bit. Did you guys text about this? No. This, this is, is all natural. I swear is, to the good heavens that this is all natural. This is all natural. I hate, I, I hate both there of you. There is no uh, forever. bit occurring. I promise. I'm going to have to go to like Warren Spawn or like Phil Negro <laughs> or something. This is, getting, this is getting tough. Joe Adcock. Ooh, okay, I've got a good one. Uh, Andrew Jones. We will Ooh, be guessing yeah. Ooh, Andrew Jones now. Good one. Yeah, thank you. Andrew. I Number can't 15? really guess prices, but I can't find players. Uh, I want to say he was like 25. 23 maybe, Jordan? Michael? Was Andrew he? Jones, Jersey. 
He was 25. I feel like I, you guys got to give me like a half point because I'm crushing these numbers. Okay. Like, like <laughs> Listen, throw me like a pity point. I want to so bad, but we're only counting wins like you asked yeah. for. You know what I mean? Well, those certainly are wins. They're <laughs> wins of knowledge. Do you, agree, do you understand what I'm saying? Here's what I'm going to do. I am literally on the score sheet that we track. I'm going to give you 0.5 because this is all above board. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. that way. And you're mm-hmm. nailing these. So you now have okay, seven here. point. You now have 7.5. Okay. Yes. And what if we do a new category? That's Jersey number uh, callbacks. And I think I'm at seven. You guys are both at zero. So, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you track that on a separate document and then deal. Send it to our secondary Gmails to Got share it. with. Got it. Already working on it. Already working on Don't it. Show okay. your number. Andrew Don't show your number. Andrew Jones. Jones. Andrew Jones. That Again, he spells his name A-N-D-R-U-W. Okay. That's important to know. Okay. Give it to me, Jason. It's on. Where is it? Uh, 150? Oh. Is that? It? Oh, wow. 150? Yes. Okay. Andre says 55. Oh, that five so we have, might. That five might come a, into play. Um, okay. Final answer. Andre Jones. You can get him for $50. Five zero. That's a clean sweep. A that clean, is a clean sweep. We have done it, guys. We are. We wow. You should get like a, Andre. You should get like nine points for that. <laughs> Just to be very clear, Andre, you won two tonight to to tie and to take the lead. Also, I'm very proud of Knox. He got point five tonight. Very cool. I got seven of Jersey number recalls, which is a totally valid category that we're now tracking. So. <laughs> Uh, it kind of does feel like it should be a Uno situation or like a war situation where if you win multiple tiebreakers, you get all the sub tiebreakers too. Like you get like six now. You know what I mean? Like winner take all. You know? Uh, we'll start that next time. In for we'll start it. that next time. That, that'll be good. All right. That's it for this episode of the Over Underachievers. Before you go, remember, uh, subscribe to the show. But even more than that, if you don't mind, tell someone you know that might like the show that they should check it out. That's the best way to help us out. As always, I'm Knox. He's Andre. He's Jason. We'll see you next time. Bad, 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 bad.